The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to continue on right now with highlighting some of our wonderful presenters who are going to be at our Bringing America Back to Life convention. Again, bringingamericabacktolife.org. Go there right now and look at the program. Look at all the wonderful speakers we've got coming up and sign up. Register right away because I will tell you that for the last six years, we have sold out. We are hoping that we will sell out again this time, but we need all of you out there to get out there and buy tickets because, or, or contact us if you, if you need a sponsorship. We are, we've got sponsorships available to you. So please do that. Please do that right now. And right now. I am welcoming to the program our Saturday morning speaker, who is none other than our dear friend, Dr. William Lyle, who is going to be talking on Saturday, March the 9th at the breakfast. He's our breakfast promo speaker. So welcome to the program, Bill. Oh, it is an honor to be here, and I cannot wait for the event next month. Absolutely. And you know, the last time you and I spoke, after we'd finished talking, I said, Bill, you've got to come back to the convention again. And and away we went, and here you are. You're back again, which is really wonderful. And I just love, you know, people absolutely love what you are doing. And I think we've got to get the word out, and we've got to promote good doctors like you. I mean, after the covid Things and everybody was sort of losing faith in, in medicine. And then I, I, I often say, yes, but you've got to meet good doctors like Dr. Bill Lyle. So you are one of them and they're going to meet you at the convention on March the 9th. You'll be there for breakfast, for the breakfast pre- presentation. And, but before we even get there, let me just talk a little bit about who is Dr. Bill Lyle. So he is an OBGYN. In 1999, Dr. William Lyle and his partner bought out one of the practices of the largest providers of abortion services in Pensacola, Florida, along with putting an immediate stop to abortion procedures and referrals at the clinic. Lyle and his partner included a clause in the contract. The man who at one time had led the area in abortions had to agree to leave the region if he wanted to keep trafficking in abortion. Wow. That was brilliant, Bill. Well, thank you. It was, uh, it was all in God's plan. We were planning on taking over the practice, having him stop all abortions. And as of right now, from the Panhandle of Florida's border with Mobile, Alabama, all the way to Tallahassee, there is not a single abortion provider along that whole Panhandle area. Wow. Wow. You did, you did something absolutely even more amazing is you, you almost turned the this the, you know where where all of the abortions were taking place you turned it into like a little museum to help people to understand what abortion is tell us a little bit about we, that well we really tried to you know let people realize that this was part of our community um this is on the same road as Pensacola Christian College thousand member churches uh, you know all in the neighborhood and for decades we had moms going in with babies on the inside 
and spending 20, 30 minutes there and then leaving the same doors and uh, that baby no longer had a heartbeat. Meanwhile, at our hospital, we are the high-risk referral center. So we are treating those patients in the womb as patients. Everything from not only just doing ultrasounds and diagnosing, but we're actually fixing and curing these babies. Um, at our hospital, we have done blood transfusions directly into the baby's blood supply as early as 18 weeks. Centers around the country are performing open heart surgery, spina bifida corrective surgery, brain surgery, laser vascular surgery, repairing spina bifida. And the key is if they are a patient, they are a person. So we've developed animation showing these procedures that are absolutely amazing. And since it's an animation, it's 100% factual, but it doesn't have the blood and the baby parts and things like that that you would see. So we'll be presenting a lot of these at the event next month because patients have rights. More than half of the states actually have patients' bills of rights. And so often we'll ask, does a patient have rights? And of course, everybody says yes. Mm -hmm. Does a patient have rights when they weren't born in the United States? And everybody says, doesn't matter. They still have rights. What if they weren't born in the United States yet? And that's the key. Mm -hmm. So we are here to defend the patients. We are here to treat patients. We are here to cure patients. And uh, that will be the emphasis because it is amazing. It is covered by Medicaid. We are spending tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars treating these babies and curing these babies. And they are my patients. Mm -hmm. So it'll be an honor to be able to present this information because these animations have never been done before. And they came out so well. I'm so proud of them. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, one of the ones that you did, uh, maybe maybe 18 months ago, you had a wonderful little video that you'd put out. And um, you and I spoke about it at the time. And I presented that little video at, at, the, at one of the uh, diocesan events that was here. And it was, it was like just amazing. People were... Th- we're just amazed at what you're doing. So it's a, this is great. This is going to be. This is going to give us all the hope that we need. Tell us a little bit about Bill. Tell us about your. Give us a, a walk us through, walk us through a day in your life when you you know as you go through this. I mean, you you and I just talked before we we started on the program. You start very early in the morning. Sometimes you do you work all night. But what? What are you seeing? What what is it that makes you the most just such a? There's lots of doctors. Let me let me back up. There's lots of doctors, lots of OBGYNs who do not see the humanity of the baby in the womb. What makes you different? I look at these. They are my patients, and you have to look into the womb. They don't all of a sudden become someone created in the image of God. On the moment when they are delivered, they are created in the image of God from the moment of conception. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you look at Genesis one twenty six, and God said, let us make man in our image. And we're all made in the image of God. But we treat this image of God and we are defending this image of God in the womb. And so it is very important to use the tools of modern medicine to use everything that we can as far as our legal aspects. But we have to recognize this is not just a choice. This is a spiritual battle. The preborn from the moment of conception represent the image of God. The key to that is why would somebody want to destroy the baby on the inside? Well, it's out of hatred for God. If you hate God, you want to destroy the image of God. Mm -hmm. Just like why does somebody burn the American flag if they hate the United States? 
because the American flag represents the image of the United States. So if you hate our country, you can't attack and destroy our country easily, but you can destroy the image of God. So it's a spiritual battle, but not only are we here to defend the preborn, we know that in the general population, so many men and women have been personally affected by abortion. And it's not just those that are outside of the church. We have between 18 and 24% of all the men and the women that are attending church this coming Sunday mm-hmm. will have been personally involved with abortion. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? Yes. I mean, this is destroying a life in the womb, one of my patients. But the amazing thing is these people are hurting, men and women. They need healing. Healing comes from true forgiveness. True forgiveness only comes through Christ. So it is a message that needs to be discussed in our politicians. It needs to be discussed with our medicine. But the real key and the tip of the spear needs to be our pastors, our priests, and our rabbis, which is why we are so thrilled to be able to have them present in such numbers at your event next month. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. 90% of, of pastors believe that, you know, that the, the truth comes from through through the you know, through the biblical message, but and and they believe that that this is where we learn what's right and wrong. But ninety percent of them also believe that they shouldn't be really talking about anything that that's controversial from from the pulpit, which is what I think where we're at. And I, you know, I don't remember which uh, pastor it was that said, you know, if there's an abortion facility that's open. Uh, you know, it's because the pastors have not spoken against it. And I think that's this is where we've got to get to. We've got to get to that point. And we've got so many good pastors here that, that will be at the convention. You're absolutely right. Um, and they're following the biblical example exactly. of so many heroes of the faith. I mean, why did John the Baptist get beheaded? Because he went to Herod and said, hey, you're sleeping with your brother's wife. This is wrong. Daniel, why did he get thrown into the lions then? He stood up in a political issue. So it is the duty of all of us, but it's the duty of our pastors to stand up and defend the preborn and say what is right. Mm-hmm. Um, with great, you know, responsibility, you know, uh, and great access like our pastors and our priests have, there's a lot of responsibility and they need to stand up because someday we are all going to be before Christ and none of us want to hear those words, depart from me, I never knew you. And so we need to stand up. It's going to be won by the gospel and we are winning. That's the thing. I mean, here in the state of Florida, just a few years ago, 24 weeks was the gestational age cutoff. Then we worked together, we brought it down to 15 weeks. Then we worked together and we brought it down to heartbeat. Well, now it's going through the legal you know, ups and downs and it's back up to 15 weeks. And on our ballot uh, coming up in November will be a potential constitutional amendment called Floridians Protecting Freedom. Well, that, I, I'm a Floridian. I like freedom. I want to protect it. It is so deceptive, though, Absolutely. because it, it was sponsored by the ACLU of Florida and by Planned Parenthood. And if it becomes an amendment in our Constitution with 60% of the vote, it would make abortion legal in the state of Florida at any gestational age for any reason. So evil doesn't rest. Absolutely. Just because we have victories, we can't sit back because if plan A does work for evil, they will go with plan B. And if they don't succeed with plan B, they will go to a plan C. So we need to keep pushing because we can be victorious when we work together. Uh, you know, they never stop too, Bill. This is what we've seen here. I mean, we, we had exactly the same thing in November when our uh, constitution was amended to allow abortion, abortion right up to the moment of birth and take away all the parental rights from, you know, 
know, so anybody can now go and, and do whatever they want to at any age. It's just, it's, it's horrific. The, the deception, the absolute deception that is, that surrounds this. But I always say, I've, I used to tell my kids this, you tell one lie, you have to have seven more to keep it going. So I think the, the lies, the lies will out. They will, people will see it. Uh, we're, we're going to see it up close and personal very, very soon in Ohio as, as the, you know, the repercussions start to happen. And, and it's going to be the same thing in Florida. So we are praying for Florida that, you know, that you are more successful than we were, but we, we fight on. And this is why this convention is going to be so important for people to come to, 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 to be in, you know, to be fed again, to be engaged, to, to get out there and keep up the fight. Tell me a little bit about, um, the, there's a, you know, very soon there's going to be, um, a, a hearing at the Supreme Court to decide whether, you know, what to do with this abortion pill, which is a chemical abortion. What sure. do you think is going to happen with all of this? You know, we are going to be praying, and I think we have a lot of great attorneys, and they have a lot of great information showing how dangerous this is. There is the number one form of abortion in the United States now is with the abortion pill. And the best data we have shows that 54% of all the abortions in the United States are performed with the pill. The pill is 98% effective in killing a baby up to 10 weeks gestation. So it's very different from the morning after pill. So our prayer is that the uh, Supreme Court will see that this is not health care. Health care is not equal to abortion. Mm -hmm. uh, when we have, when we're doing surgery on babies in the womb, we have a mom with a heartbeat and a baby with a heartbeat that go into a room. We have a team of 25, 30 doctors, nurses, and techs who will treat the mom as a patient and the baby as a patient. And then you have two patients that still have heartbeats that come out of that surgery successful. Abortion is two heartbeats going into a room. They spend 20, 30 minutes, and then you have a uh, only one person with a heartbeat coming out. That is not health care. What the Supreme Court will be looking at is if this will constitute the fact of being health care. Uh, when we see the abortion pill not only being used in abortion clinics, but even in a lot of states being sent mail order, mm -hmm. there are risks. There are dangers to not only the baby, 98% of the time they die, but there are risks to the moms as well. What are those risks? The number one pregnancy-related killer of women in the first trimester of pregnancy is a ruptured ectopic or tubal pregnancy. When a, and that happens 1% of the time of all pregnancies. So a pregnancy test only says there is a pregnancy, but it doesn't tell you where the pregnancy is. So when a woman has a positive pregnancy test and then she is scared and doesn't know where to turn and she gets some bad advice and she orders the abortion pill and it gets mailed to her 1% of the time, that is not a pregnancy in her womb. It is somewhere else in her body. And she is told when she gets the abortion pill, you can expect to have bleeding, cramping, and pain. Well, what are the symptoms of a rupturing ectopic pregnancy? They're the same thing. Bleeding, oh, cramping, goodness. and pain. So we are having women hurt. We are having women lose their lives and have ruptured ectopic pregnancies because this is not good medicine. It is taking the life of a baby in the womb, but is also endangering the lives of the moms. I live on Interstate 10 here in Florida. 
big passageway for people for the sex trafficking industry. And yes, it is horrible what is happening to these women, but it's also horrible that they are now using the abortion pill almost as much as a cell phone. Because if you're trafficking young girls and they become pregnant, that is not good for their evil trade and their evil business. So they get a positive pregnancy test. They force them to take the abortion pill and 98% of the time, it will kill that precious little baby in the womb. But we have a network of over 500 doctors, pro-life doctors, because we do have an antidote if we can intervene within the first 72 hours after a woman takes the abortion pill. An antidote, just like if somebody makes a mistake and they take too much fentanyl and they stop breathing, we can reverse that with a medication called Narcan. We had over 110,000 people die of drug overdoses in the United States, mostly from narcotics, mostly from fentanyl. But we can reverse it if we intervene in time. The same thing is true for the abortion pill. Uh, we have now documented 4,500 successful reversals here in the United States with our team of 500 doctors. I've personally tried to uh, reverse the effect of the abortion pill 19 times, and we've been successful 15 out of those 19 times. And a lot of those babies, I've been able to have the privilege of delivering, and we'll show the pictures of those babies, you know, how they look now. The first one is now six years old and just started kindergarten, and we'll show her picture next month. Oh my goodness, that's such, that's such amazing news. I mean, really and truly. The other part of this whole thing, uh, Dr. Lyle, is the fact that the, you know, what we are hearing is that women are being totally traumatized by the experience of aborting their own baby in their homes. So there's, there's going to be post-traumatic, um, uh, problems with, with women as well, you know, just as there is with the other, and I think even more so. And we're yeah, not even going to know where it is. Yep. And the majority of these women, where are they, you know, facing this trauma? Most of them are alone. Yep. They're home. They're in their bathroom. They've taken a medicine which will withdraw support of nutrients going to the baby. And 98% of the time it will kill the baby. But then they have to take a second round of medicine, which will cause contractions. This medicine is called Cytotec. It's a prostaglandin. And in low doses, we use it to induce labor. If we're inducing a patient who has an eight-pound baby and she's 40 weeks pregnant, our protocol is to use 25 micrograms of this medicine called Cytotec to induce labor to deliver this baby. How much of this Cytotec is given when somebody is taking the abortion pill? Not 25, 800 micrograms. Oh, so it is- my goodness. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of cramping. There is a lot of bleeding. It doesn't just sort of dissolve and go away. When you do an ult- most ultrasounds for newly pregnant patients are done about six or seven weeks. And everybody's excited because you get to measure the baby. You get to see the heart beating, see the arms, see the legs, see the baby moving around. Well, that's the same body. That's the same patient that needs to be passed. The abortion pill doesn't just dissolve it. It kills the baby on the inside, but you still have to pass that. So there's cramping, there's bleeding, there's clots. And when they do pass the baby, yes, they can see identical, identified baby. They can look at that and go, oh my goodness, that's what was I was blessed with. That's what was growing on the inside. I had no idea. And it is a traumatic experience. And that's where, yes, the church needs to say abortion is wrong, but forgiveness comes, you know, is what provides healing. And all women, what did Jesus say? He says, 
repent and sin no more. Paul said, forget about those things which lie behind and press on towards what's ahead because we all have things in our past that we seriously regret. I do, and I know you do, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but that's the beauty of forgiveness. And that's why the church needs to stand up and say, we know you're hurting men and women. And there is a cure for that hurting, and that comes through forgiveness, and that only comes through Christ. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, this is this is the thing. And more and more and more, I'm I'm hoping, certainly as these, you know, I, I think in some ways, you know, our, our sad situation here in Ohio, where we've now got abortion on demand up until the moment, of, you know, up until birth. Um, but I think it has awoken a lot of people. I think the church is awakening. Uh, awakening as well in that there is you know that i have never seen so many churches come out during this whole fight even though we didn't win it i think in the long term we will win it because we've got to get back to that message bill we i mean absolutely yeah. we had our first fundraising event last thursday for prolifedoc.org we had it at a baptist church we had Pastors from 12 different congregations. We had priests. We had nuns. We even had a messianic rabbi all sponsoring different tables. We had every pregnancy center in our area that also, you know, sponsored tables and we came together to be unified. Ben Franklin said, if we don't hang together, we will hang separately. And this is how the body of Christ works. You know, I might be a pinky. You know, but when the body of Christ comes together, we function as one body Mm -hmm. and that's when we are successful. Step number one for the church has got to be sharing the message of forgiveness and the message of the gospel and salvation. But I can't think of anything that comes in better at number two than defending the image of God and these precious little babies in the womb. And we are seeing the church unified. And that's what heaven is going to be like. You're not going to have the Catholic section of heaven, the Baptist section of heaven, the Pentecostal section of heaven. I mean, we are going to be unified, serving and praising God together. So we better get used to working together now because that is how we will fulfill the mission of the church. And that's how we will provide kingdom service here on earth by working as a team. And that's what's so encouraging at your event because we come together. My job is to provide new tools, new tools that people can use to defend the image of God in the womb and use science and also medicine. Most of our opposition does not look at scripture as an authoritative source. So if you talk to them about Genesis one twenty six, says that we're creating the image of God and relationship relationship that God has with all of us in the womb, how we are knit together in our mother's womb, how John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb for joy when they came in the presence of Jesus also in the womb. But, you know, if they don't look at scripture as an authority, then we have to look at what they do recognize as important. And a very important thing for them is patience rights. And when we show them and prove to them the amazing ways that we are medically and surgically treating the preborn as patients, they can't deny that is a patient that has rights. And it really opens up eyes. And we have seen people in just a 45-minute talk walk in saying that a woman can have an abortion at any gestational age for any reason. And 45 minutes later, walk out and say, what 
have we been doing? Yeah, These are yeah. tiny individuals, tiny patients there in the womb. And so we're going to provide those tools that we can multiply this messaging and we can be successful and we can serve and save these tiny babies in absolutely, the womb. Absolutely, absolutely. We are talking to Dr. Bill Lyle. He will be our keynote presenter on Saturday morning at, on uh, March the 9th uh, here at the Embassy Suites in Independence, Ohio. Um, please remember to go to our website, Bringing America Back to Life dot org and get your tickets as soon as you can. As I said, if you need sponsorship, please let us know. We can certainly help with that. But the tickets are there. They're very affordable. All you need to do is buy a day pass. You don't even have to buy any of the meals. While Dr. Lyle will be speaking after the breakfast, you don't need to purchase a breakfast. You can come in on a day pass, which is only $25. So you need to absolutely get out there that gives you access to the all the talks for $25. You can't do better than that. It's going to be an amazing event, so please remember to come out again. Dr. Bill Lyle, can't wait to see you again and here in Cleveland, beautiful Cleveland. Well, I can't wait to see you as well, Molly, and that $25 is a bargain. We're talking three Starbucks coffees to get hours of training and Absolutely. gather together to learn how we can defend God's preborn and bring glory to God. Absolutely. And that is going to be our emphasis, number one. Bring glory to, to God. God. Exactly. God bless you, Lotville. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest. <laughs> 